0: Welcome to the remote recording desk. For our brief recap of our current entries in this exploration of the Earth Hotel, we'll call the Inner Lobby. Before we begin, it bears noting that events and occurrences within the hotel reflect and affect real life circumstances. Active agents like myself, entities within the hotel that are most aware of the conceptual infrastructure we are constructing, are tethered to the temporal integrity of the hotel. That is to say, the staff remain on a real life timeline even within the dream layer on which the Earth Hotel universe is situated. This is not true for dreamers, projected or constructed entities, or other abstractions floating within. Time becomes quickly irrelevant, with dreams and temporally insecure incidents floating freely outside of time. For our purposes, we will be adhering to the real-world timeline as you know it. The first three entries were received at the main operating desk last year. You'll hear them back-to-back, followed by our bit of explanation and prologue you heard at the end of our address from the desk last week, including the cliffhanger conclusion of our show, Whose Turn Is It?, which spun me off into the pocket dimension of the void and kept me occupied, corrupted, and wandering for months. That will conclude our recap of events so far. Our timeline is this. Entries one through three occurred through August and September with Whose Turn Is It? ending in February when I was returned back to a suspiciously staffed lobby from the desk number one was issued in real time at the end of March as I was stranded, where I continue to be, at a remote desk. The next several installments will pick up at my return to the lobby in February and bring us to our hopefully safe reclaiming of the main operator desk whenever we can make it back there. We have a small selection of accounts, the continuation of the rabbit and basement incidents extending from last year, which we will be releasing in the coming days. Those accounts are of events between the beginning of this project, August 73, 2018, and when I disappeared in November. Then, together, we will continue our investigations into this unsettled and shiftable sphere, the Earth Hotel. Until then, you are caught up. This is what happened as it happened. Thank you for being here with us. To the occupants of the Earth Hotel. Two hours private. One night, his phone was at his side when I entered the room. The least I could do was ask about the certain awkwardness of his position. A verbal response would have given me some leverage. Whatever it was, it was. The most I will say is that the room was about the same as any other room, except the only door was the one I was standing in. The phone was still at his side. This has been a message from the basement of the third floor of the Earth Hotel. From the desk of the operator, Night Watch, Year 73, September 14. The intercom atop the marble alerted me to a situation in an obscure sector of the hotel, uncharted, currently, and hitherto unknown to the staff. I answered and captured only a fragment to record.
1: Relax! Stop! Fucking relax! You can go to if you want to do that. So what did you decide to do? You brought that
0: into yourself, your stupid smile that did this. Okay. And you can just pull it out and move
1: it. <laughs> oh, that goddamn thing. That fucking college man. That ridiculous shit. I trusted a cuckoo. It doesn't matter now, dude. Maybe it's not important now. I can't leave you sitting in this box anymore. You made your own damn bed. Babe. I'm going upstairs. me <laughs>
0: After the call ended, I notified collections, and we searched a few of the nearest accessible staircases. Walked up four or five different directions and spread out amongst ourselves. Nothing through the walls, all door frames encountered were intact, and lighting is holding up okay. We figured this was related somehow with the new talk of recording phone calls in-house. I asked tech if they had picked up the recorders we had left on 447F, and none were recovered. Our best option, according to inner discourse with MD, is to collect smaller exchanges and distribute more regularly. The task of cutting up responsibilities is nigh, I suppose. No man is a desk or a sofa. Workplace casualties are expected, but nothing permanent. The letter that came on the 15th makes a bit more sense in context, but we haven't seen inhabitants in several months. We hear and see the evidence of people moving through, but actual interaction has been desolate. For the record, J.C., Nine fourteen seventy-three.
1: I was running through the halls the crossing network pattern with two friends in a combative flee from an organized shady business group we ran up a couple or a few floors in a column straight up I found a room with a chaise lounge and a sky blue ceiling laid down deliberately but without a plan then I was walking through an expansive land zone, into a field of tall, brilliantly golden grass, the walls dim and distant. One friend had been behind me, and I turned to tell them, there are rabbits that live here. And my friend was no longer there. Now I had a plan. Again, knowingly, I lay down in the grass. I slowed my breathing, and left my eyes just barely cracked to gaze through fuzzy lashes.
0: Allow me to illustrate for you what we're seeing from the remote operator's desk. The bare concrete bears footprints, white and shaped in the shadow of countless varieties. The toes number in the thousands, parading silently and still through the 10 and 15 cubic we have to fill and fortify. Above us, the precipice doth hang low dropped from higher vaults visible reaching out meters around us in every direction. The translucent ceilings were sprayed in, like the foam soundproofing beneath bowling alleys and in unassuming restaurants I visited. The dampness and cloister give the feeling of moldiness, and the air was thick before we sprayed our own oil and find protection. I stacked books against one wall in defense, aimed and open toward the door. The interference is intense here, but the room is electrically secure which at this moment is the most important thing. She sleeps in close quarters and my station is compact. We have supplies enough to stay warm and passably soundproof a remote desk for recording. We are carrying the corpses of my previous equipment and the surviving collection of material we have gathered and maintained. We estimate the turnover produced a two to five percent loss of total material, which is gracious considering the equipment failure. We have much to discuss while time serves us in the stable room. I have a few hours to complete a number of reports and determine how I will relate the events from within the hotel to present time. Last month, our tabletop program whose turn is at closed production. This complicated matters, for the cast had been held hostage in a void realm throughout their run as part of an unrelated conflict with a dark entity. After my dense period of communication with our other two social podcasts ended, I had the resources to venture out to the virtually untouched wilderness void of the hotel's further reaches in an attempt to rescue the cast of the show. Records show that it cost almost four months in itself as we entered our nested reality of the group's construction to try and free them from the grips of the nefarious creature which had been deceiving them throughout in order to create compelling plot. The details and results are left to our records of whose turn is it, which you can access through the Legacy Podcasts page. At some point in the process of sorting out that situation in nested reality, I became corrupted in my autonomy in the hotel. I lost vigilance, and consequently my bearings. The spatial constraints and disorientation that comes with collapsing a quadrant for such an extended time seriously disturbed my judgment. The plan I left with my oversecretary was to span November through mid December 73. I regained consciousness in mid February. I can't remember when I lost contact, as records will show some dubious facility remained. Though whether the judgment or control was mine is eerily unidentifiable. When I rose out of the stupor, I was in an elevator in the presence of a deviously manned proxy creature, a bellhop, and was subjected to a horrific, repeating time dilation treatment at the hands of a whole staff of proxies. It is this false memory you'll hear which closes both our current installment and our program whose turn is it. Consider this the prologue to the inner lobby proper, with more to come. In the future, if I have announcements, dates, or news otherwise, I will be making shortened versions of this type of address from the desk, generally early in the week. By the time you're hearing this transmission, I'll be sitting down with the brave soul to break down their efforts in artistic autonomy in painstaking detail for your depraved entertainment. At last, you've been properly addressed. I thank you deeply. As the mold creeps up our walls, we breathe out together and join hands. Please, if you enjoy our communion here, bring more gentle and curious souls into the fray. Invite them to the cluster in which we gather. Tonight we sleep in a dimly lit blanket. But tomorrow night, we feast like kings on the shadows of our dead fathers. I was Jackie, saying goodnight from the operator desk. This remains the Earth Hotel.
1: Jackie, you're in the elevator, and the bellhop's standing in front of you as you're descending. You thought you were at the bottom of the facility, but you're descending further and further. You now have full control of yourself again. You kind of lost yourself that last bit. Bellhop's looking away from you. He's standing in front of you by the lever controls. You look at the lever. It's on a big cursive L. I know I compromised
0: myself a couple of years ago. I figured it would end like this, everything coming home to roost, but what's happening?
1: The elevator stops. The door opens, he opens the grate. As you walk out, you notice that there's no face, almost like a mannequin. You walk out, and you're in this lobby. I'd imagine it like any kind of upscale lobby. Couches and tables. Everything kind of adjusts and shifts itself. You see another blank-faced individual in a blazer. Cross-tie. Name tag that says, hello, my name is. Letters and numbers just shifting. Oh, excuse me. Are you staying with
0: us? I'm here to apply for a position.
1: Oh. Do you have a resume? No. If you're applying, then go to this room right here and wait and somebody will speak to you. I walk into the room. You open up the door to a Blake room with a chair and a desk in it. You step in and you close it behind you.